Hello everyone, welcome back to Embloom Podcast or welcome if you are new. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast and I'm so happy you chose to listen in today and tune in and I'm really excited for this week's episode because I have had this like topic in my notes for a while but the last time like when I thought I was going to record this episode I just couldn't get the content I was wanting for it, like when I was planning it, it just wasn't what I knew I wanted it to be. It was one of those things where it was like, I have all these thoughts and feelings about this topic, but I can't really figure out how to really just articulate any of them. So everything I was like putting in my notes just didn't really feel or sound right, basically. And I felt like it was incomplete. So I like completely scratched it. And then this week it like all came to me. And that's what I love about like, podcasting is like a lot of times you'll have ideas for like a topic and then sometimes it just takes literally like just more time and more experience to let something really sit and then it all like will come to you in time like even when you're not looking for it and that's kind of like what happened this week and I wasn't like I never went back to that topic as a plan but I did go ahead and just have like so much happen I guess recently where it was like, oh, I should do this episode now. So I'm really excited because it's just like truly authentically like what felt best and right in this moment. Um, You know, like this time last year I was studying for my exams. Like, yes, I was out of school, but I wasn't working my full-time job, like my corporate job yet. Um, And now that I am and it's fall, like it's so easy for me to be like, wow, it was so nice when I actually... But basically, we're going to be talking about being an advocate for yourself and advocating for yourself. And I know I've done the episode on being your own biggest fan, and I did that one a while ago, but, and I've also done one on like setting boundaries and stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this episode is somewhat of a blend between the two of those, but also not really. It's kind of like completely independent of those, but basically just going to be talking about how important it is to be an advocate for yourself first before you are for anyone else and just how to sort of advocate for yourself, especially if you're someone who doesn't have a ton of self-confidence or self-esteem or you don't feel like you're in a position to advocate for yourself that kind of thing. So I'm really excited for it because I think it's going to be super applicable to a lot of us because this is something that's really important and integral in like all parts of our life, like our relationships. It's important to, you know, like advocate for yourself and set your boundaries and honor them and everything. And then same thing for friendships and same thing for family relationships and especially important in your career. And I know a lot of us are, or a lot of you all are really um, in the early post-grad phase of life and a lot of y'all are also in college so I think that those of you in college I think you should like especially listen because this will be really helpful to hear before you start your career Um, and then those of you who are already in your career I think that this can be helpful to sort of check in with yourself and ask yourself you know like is this something I've been doing or is this something I need to start doing Um, and I know a lot of you all tend to 
struggle with a lot of the same things I do. And I mean, none of us are alone in any of anything. So knowing that it makes me think that a lot of you also probably struggle with standing up for yourself in like a workplace setting, especially when you're young and new. Um, so I think that a lot of you all will relate to that and like really gain something from this episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the quote goal and gratitude for this week. So my quote for this week is from Pinterest and it says, there is no old you to get back to. There's a new you to create and nurture. So short, sweet, and to the point. And I just love this because a lot of times, um, when I'm going through just like more difficult seasons of life, or I'm going through change and I just feel sort of uncomfortable, or maybe I just feel dissatisfied in the present moment and whatever it may be, that's when you tend to over-romanticize like a past version of you or a past life. And I know that I was talking about in recent episodes, like how bad my nostalgia is this time of year and how much I, I love it because I can like feel it so deeply as if it's like real in the moment. And I feel like that's just like really powerful to feel something that's not in the present moment so clearly but at the same time it really sucks because it's I don't want to be like super overly emotional over something that I'm not getting back you know what I mean so I find that this time of year I tend to you know always over romanticize the way like things were this time like last year in college because I'm in a completely new phase of life in the fall for the first time ever So it can be really easy for me to just, you know, wish I was in that phase because it just like feels comfortable to me because like right now, obviously it's uncomfortable and I know I've been talking about that type of stuff a lot lately, but I think this is just a good reminder that like no matter how much you romanticize and which when you're romanticizing it, you're really only probably remembering all of the highlights and you're giving them a lot more weight in your memory than you are the lowlights of everything that you went through in like whatever past season you're romanticizing. So one, it's important to remember that. And two, you know, it's a good reminder that no matter how much you do miss it and romanticize it, like you can't get back to that old version of yourself because it's in the past and, you know, don't put all your energy into missing that or like wishing it was back. And, you know, you can accept the feelings that come with, you know, the nostalgia and that come with just missing an old version of yourself or an old time in your life. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, you need to be honoring those feelings, but not sitting there and dwelling on them and only paying attention to the past because there is a new you to create and nurture like the quote says. So I just really like that. And my goal for this week is to, I'm actually reusing my goal from last week because I did not achieve my goal last week. And honestly, I like, I feel like I never say this in podcasts, but um, I typically just usually set a new goal each week, but I'd say like 50% of the time I like do not achieve the goal that I state in my podcast. So just because I'm saying, oh, I didn't achieve my goal this week, this week for like the first time. I feel like ever on the podcast, that does not mean I've achieved every goal I've mentioned on the podcast, just a little disclaimer, but I really need to focus on rest and I'm just so exhausted and I was thinking this in my head this last week when I was recording this episode, I was like, oh, this upcoming week should be like really, you know, easy, simple, whatever, but there was just like a lot going on just in terms of getting settled at our house and um, with work and stuff that I just completely like wasn't remembering when I was recording recording so I just it caught me by surprise this week when I realized how much extra stuff I had going on and I had a lot to do for like YouTube I'm recording this on Sunday 
before the episode goes up on Monday, but like yesterday I had so much YouTube stuff to do, um, which I'm very thankful for, but it, I mean, consumed like most of my Saturday. So I, which I'm totally fine with, I'm just like really behind on editing. I have like five or six videos I think that need to be edited and I have like a lot of sponsorship integrations, like all kind of falling in one bucket right now. So like I was having to get a lot of like demos, like filmed and stuff for products for those. And so I was expecting yesterday to be restful. And then like all week, I didn't even, I don't think I got eight hours of sleep once this week, but I also just don't ever sleep well when I move initially. And it gets a little bit better. I feel like each week, which I've only been here for a week, but I can tell like the last few days I've slept better than the first couple days. Like I slept terribly the first couple days here, but it's just because of the change in, uh, in environment. It's sort of, I don't know. I don't know why, but I wish I could just like sleep. I'm like, oh, I'm on a bed. It doesn't matter. Like I can fall asleep, but I'm just like not like that. Um, and I need to feel comfortable where I am in order to like actually fall asleep. And not that I don't feel comfortable here. It's more so just like, oh, it's something new and it's not what I'm used to. So falling asleep isn't like, easy for me and then I can't like stay asleep either very easily so I really just want to focus on resting this week and I think this week I will truly be able to and like next weekend I know is like the Halloween weekend so I don't really I mean if I do anything it's probably going to be just like very bare minimum like I don't even have a costume so like I don't even know if I would be doing anything but I'm thinking next weekend can be a lot more restful since I got a lot done this weekend for like YouTube and um I think this week I just won't have as many like random things going on like with the house like having to get like our washer and dryer delivered and fixed and then um, having people come over and stuff to do things which we still have a lot we need to get like fixed and stuff by like contractors and everything but that's a whole other like I'm not going to get it all done this week by any means so I'm keeping my goal from last week long story short but my gratitude this week I am thankful for two things. First of all, I'm thankful for lots of great new music. Um, I don't know if I I've probably definitely have a lot of Swifties that listen to this podcast. And I think I've said before, I like can't consider myself self a Swiftie because I don't, I don't know. I'm not someone who dissects all of the lead up to album releases and everything. Like I just listen to them when they come out and I'm not like trying to like figure out what song titles are and like what songs are about or who they're about or whatever um I know that that's like a very like common thing like for people to do that like love Taylor Swift and I do love Taylor Swift and I've always loved her music like since I was a little girl but um obviously Midnight's came out and I love it personally um I definitely like love some songs more than others like Maroon and Lavender Haze and Labyrinth are probably my favorites and I also like um, Antihero, and I think I'm forgetting one for sure. I'm definitely forgetting one. Um, I'm forgetting some from the 3 a.m. edition because I didn't listen to the 3 a.m. edition until the day after it came out. Um, those extra songs or whatever. And then Sandra also came out with a new album. It's not really, I mean, it's only like a couple songs, I think, but it's still really good. And Arctic Monkeys came out with a new album, which theirs, I'm not as like obsessed with right now but I think it's just because I have to be like in the mood to listen to them and I wasn't when I was listening to the new album and um the 1975's new album is literally stunning it makes me transport back in time to my younger self and I love it because it just the sound of it oh my gosh I just 
it feels good, sounds good, and I it's just like exactly what I needed. Like I've been craving like that 2013, 2014 like alt pop era of music, like new stuff and the 1975 coming out with their new album last week was like icing on the cake, exactly what I needed and I actually really want to see them when they come to Houston. Um I saw them on their first tour in Orlando when I was 15. So it would be really full circle to see them in Texas. Um, And they were really great live. So I want to see them again, honestly. But anyways, my second piece of gratitude, I'm really thankful for my fiance because today when I'm recording this is our five-year anniversary, which is so crazy. I cannot believe it's been five years and like half of a decade. Like I, when I like think back, I'm like, okay, Years one and two seem like they were like slower and distinct in my head. But then like three, year three to now is like very smush. And then in my head, I was like, why does it feel so much more like less distinct and like blended together for those years? And then I realized it's because of COVID and that we moved in together after like two and a half years of dating, I think. So I think when you move in together, that kind of like just makes things feel a lot more like fluid in terms of like the timeline. You're just like, oh, wow, time just flew by because then you're, like, actually, like, existing in the same space with the person all the time, so, um, but it's so crazy how fast it's gone by, but I'm just so thankful for my fiancé, Griffin. He's been such a rock for me in this, like, season of life, like, now and over the last, like, year and a half just with adjusting to moving to a new city because like it's not new to him since he's from Houston but it is to me and he's just been really he was really great um with starting my job and he honestly like with today's episode like with advocating for yourself he's always someone who encourages me to do that um and I have just really found a lot of peace and a lot of happiness in times of the utter opposite of that just because of being like in his presence and um, over the last year and everything. So I'm really grateful for him and our relationship and where we're at. I mean, it's crazy because now we're obviously engaged and we just bought a home together. So it's a lot of craziness and a lot of change, but I am really thankful for it and won't want to be doing it with anyone else. So really thankful for that. And he's like sitting behind me smiling (laughs) um in the living room so yeah he just got to hear all that firsthand but anyways um but he didn't know that was coming I just kind of delivered it he probably had his ears perk up like a dog when I was like I'm thankful for my fiance (laughs) um okay anyways let's go ahead and get into the episode so like I was saying I think advocating for yourself is especially important in the workplace and a lot of the examples I'm going to give today are going to be related to that but it's like I said it's truly an integral part of our lives with our family and our friendships and relationships and really anything that we're you know doing in our lives and any sort of inter or interpersonal relationship and I really struggled with advocating for myself my whole life because I'm a chronic people pleaser so I quite literally you know just really struggle when it comes to standing up for myself in a lot of situations because my goal in a lot of situations is to make sure everyone else is happy and pleased and like not myself and because of that I always end up putting like standing up for myself and advocating for myself and honoring my boundary boundaries on the back burner because I'm so focused on making sure I'm keeping the peace and that everyone's happy 
And I mean, as an example, y'all know I quite literally chose my career based on what would be regarded as the most safe and successful to others. And because I just didn't really know what I wanted for myself and I never really advocated for myself with my, you know, like academic and career aspirations because I was so focused on like what would look the best coming out of college, like how I could get a job the easiest and like that kind of thing. And I can look back on far too many instances in friendships when I was younger where I would let friends use me because I never stood up for myself or set boundaries and, you know, whether it was just like, oh, I'm the backup friend, you know, in a situation like if everybody else is busy coming to me last, which that's not necessarily, I mean, using someone, I guess it kind of is, but other instances of just like, oh, this person knows that I will do X, Y, and Z if I hang out with them. I mean, it could be something as small as, you know, taking advantage of me having, being a ride to get somewhere or something like, you know what I mean? Like just something small like that. But that's like a much smaller instance that like, I don't really care about, but there's been many times in friendships where I can like clearly look back and I'm like, wow, you really should have, you know, advocated for yourself a little bit more right then and, um, not let someone walk all over you. And I mean, I can think all the way back to examples of this in like middle school, um, And then I can say the same thing about a lot of previous relationships where I wanted to keep the peace and keep the other person happy with me so I wouldn't stand up for myself. And as a result, I would, you know, just feel so walked all over and taken advantage of. Um, And all I wanted to do was, you know, keep the peace and keep the other person happy with me, but at the expense of my own peace and happiness. So it didn't really, I mean, like it's not, a great way to live and I can just look back on different relationships I've had in the past and I'm like wow you really like let that person you know take advantage of you and walk all over you in whatever way um and now that I'm in my career you know I haven't really stood up for myself a lot or advocated for myself since I've started because I just have felt that I didn't have the authority to being at the bottom of the totem pole and what happened the same thing history repeats itself and people learned that you know, they can come to me at work when they have last minute emergencies or when they need help in general because they knew I'd say yes and I'd get it done no matter what. Um, and it wasn't until one of my seniors at work um, recently who I love was encouraging me, you know, to say no to stuff and like stand up for myself, encouraging me to like take some time off and encouraging me to set boundaries so that I wouldn't keep getting run dry and taken advantage of. And while I'm still struggling with doing this, and it's very recent, and it's something, I mean, I really just have started working on very recently, it took my senior advocating for me and standing up for me in a few situations at work for me to realize that this was a problem and I needed to be able to do it for myself because I can't always, you know, count on her to do it and I shouldn't expect her to, especially if I don't want to get taken advantage of by others. And when we're starting out our careers in our professional lives, no matter what the occupation is, it can be really difficult to feel like we have that authority to stand up for ourselves and advocate for ourselves, like I was saying. And really, this applies across the board to anything we do that's new to us. You know, when it's new to us, we think we need to establish a certain tenure or credibility, whether it's a job or a hobby or a new relationship or friendship whatever the new thing is. But the truth is, 
if you don't advocate for yourself from the beginning, you'll get yourself in a position where you either count on others to advocate for you, which is nice when they do so, but you definitely can't rely on it and you shouldn't expect that from others. Or you allow yourself to get walked all over because people know that you won't stand up for yourself or advocate for yourself and ultimately they will take advantage of that. So that's why it's important for you to advocate for yourself from day one, even if it feels scary or even if it feels like you don't have authority to yet. And not only will this benefit you when you have instances of needing to stand up for yourself, but people will truly respect you more for it. And if they don't respect you for it, they're probably not someone you want to keep in your circle because chances are they're the type of people that want to or typically do take advantage of those who don't stand up for themselves. And I think a lot of times we can really overcomplicate the concept of being your biggest advocate for yourself and standing up for yourself and we really just make it out to be something that's a lot more difficult than it actually is. Um, But ultimately, I think it boils down to one, knowing your values and two, setting, knowing and honoring your boundaries. And I'm sure you're not surprised that it comes down to knowing your values. It's so crazy when you do, once you do a values assessment with yourself, which if you haven't listened to that episode and you haven't done it, please go back and do so because I have found ever since I've done that, so many of the things I struggle with can be like the first step to solving those things that I struggle with a lot of times it all boils back down to is this in alignment with my values and it has been like such a game changer and it's funny because when I when I initially wanted to do this episode it was before I ever had done the values assessment like in therapy and like figured out what my values were so I had a hard time like thinking okay like how can you you know, feel confident in setting boundaries and standing up for yourself when you don't have a lot of confidence or when you're just feeling like you don't have the authority to do so. And I couldn't think of like a true way to like remind yourself like, oh, this, this will help me, you know, set boundaries and this will help me advocate for myself until I did this values assessment. And then it all hit me and I'm like, wow, it really boils down to this. So a lot of people, you know, think that they can't advocate for themselves unless they have an unwavering level of self-esteem or confidence or if they have the tenure or authority like I mentioned earlier. But when you break it down into a more tangible form, no matter your level of confidence or how established you are in your profession or how long you've been in a friendship or relationship, if you just know your values, in essence, you know what you're adhering to and the things that guide how and why you set your boundaries, and then set and know your boundaries that that is going to essentially act as a force field for those values and that will help you advocate for yourself so that's how I like to think of it you know like it doesn't matter if your self-confidence is in the dumps and it's at a negative level it doesn't matter if you've been at your job for a month it doesn't matter if you've been in your relationship for a month if you know your values which guide why and how you set your boundaries and then you set and know your boundaries like you have to like actually be aware of what they are because like a lot of times I think we tell ourselves like yeah like I won't let people like cross this line or whatever like at work but then it's like okay but have you even identified what that line is um and if you set and know those boundaries those boundaries basically like just protect your values from being compromised and as a result that allows you you know to advocate for yourself because you're in a position where you're like 
these are my values, these are my boundaries. These boundaries are, you know, a fence and a force field to protect my values behind that fence from getting compromised. And that kind of like gives you that desire and that power to want to advocate for yourself when you realize why you're advocating for yourself and what's underneath all of that. Because that's where it gets like a little messy. Like we don't know, when we don't know our values, we have a harder time setting boundaries because it's like, okay, why am I even setting this boundary? Because you can't really set boundaries effectively if you don't know your values. And I think that once you're able to identify those, you want to protect them more and more and more because you're finally aware of them and you want to do anything in your power to make sure that they aren't compromised because they're the things that make you you and the things that make you feel most aligned with yourself. So you're going to be much more likely to want to stand up for yourself and to want to advocate for yourself in any situation, no matter how long you've been in the job or the relationship or friendship, if you're able to say, you know, like, okay, this is what I'm protecting at the end of the day. Because when you don't know what you're protecting, it's really hard to have that um, innate desire to want to even protect it because you're like, what am I even protecting? I don't really care. I guess, you know, like, yeah, sure, I'll say yes to this because what is it really going to affect at the end of the day? And you may not know right that in the moment if you haven't identified your values, but you know, if you, if you've identified your values and you know them, like chances are you're going to be able to recognize when something is going to get in the way of them and compromise them. And I mean, the reality is, is you're always going to have to compromise them at some point or another. It's unavoidable and it's going to happen, but the goal is to have as few instances of, of that as possible. Um, because you know, you want to honor your boundaries as much as you can And um, like I said, you kind of need to know your values in order to effectively set them. But I was talking to my therapist about my struggle with setting boundaries and advocating for myself, like especially in the workplace, Um, like literally 90% of the reason, like, or not the reason, 90% of what I talk about in therapy, like as of late has been like work. (laughs) So, and just figuring out, you know, doing something that's not really in alignment with myself And anyways, she was reminding me that advocating for yourself doesn't have to be these firm yeses and firm noes, and it can look like baby steps, and you don't have to go from being a yes man to everything to being able to outright say no right away, because that's kind of an unreasonable expectation to put on yourself if you're someone that is a chronic people pleaser and like normally never says no. It feels really scary, and it's a lot to, you know, go from being someone who says yes all the time to someone who just just like outright saying no because that just doesn't feel like yourself so you kind of have to like transition yourself into getting there and for people pleasers you know we all know that being able to firmly say no feels not is but feels nearly impossible and I said this to I literally said this to my therapist the other day I was like it feels or I didn't say it feels I said it's impossible for me to you know, outright say no. Like I'm always having to justify things. I always have to have like some sort of excuse because I feel like I'm letting the person down and I need to like validate my reasoning for saying no. And she was like, okay, hold on, pause. You just said it is impossible. She was like, replace is with feels because it's not impossible. It just feels impossible to you. And that was really eye-opening for me because I was like, okay, you're right. Because if I'm sitting here telling myself it's impossible, that's what I'm going to believe. But when I tell myself it feels that way, I'm like, okay, this is how I feel, but, you know, that doesn't mean that that's how it has to be and that's how it is. Um, So if you're someone that has struggled with advocating for yourself and setting boundaries, you know, just keep in mind, like, 
on top of it boiling down to knowing your values and setting and honoring your boundaries, a tangible way to get yourself to like actually start saying no when when you're needing to advocate for yourself or maybe you're needing to say yes. Like sometimes it's not saying no. Sometimes you're needing to say yes to more rest and yes to certain things. But whether it's yes or no, um, it can be small steps and you don't have to go from yes to no or no to yes in the snap of fingers. And you can explore different ways of saying no. Um, And that's the thing like we were trying to like brainstorm ways that I like could learn to say no without like feeling like really stressed and anxious about doing it because that's a thing like when I do have to say no to someone at work I like nearly have like a panic attack because I'm just like oh my gosh they're gonna be so upset with me and they're going to think this about me they're gonna think I'm not helpful they're gonna think I'm not a good employee whatever and there are ways you know to communicate like I can't do this but I you know appreciate you asking and that kind of thing you know you can say I'd really love to do blank or help with blank but I won't be able to get it done in this time frame or I won't be able to do it at all or you can express other commitments you have and I think one thing that really helps me is thanking them for asking you because I think that that makes me feel a little bit better about saying no like being like thank you so much for reaching out and like with this opportunity I just don't think I can fit this in my schedule right now because of this commitment or I just I'm really focused on getting this done right now whatever it is because I think when you're when I'm thanking somebody for some reason that makes me feel better about saying no and I feel like I don't have to have like I don't have to justify myself as much because it shows like I genuinely do appreciate that you came to me to do this because that shows that you you know, you think I can do it, which I appreciate, but I just can't do it at the end of the day. And I think that that's just like a really good respectful way of like being able to say no. And like, that's something I've kind of always tried to do at work when I've been really busy. I maybe don't think about that, about saying, oh, thanks for reaching out. But I do always try to say like, thanks so much for reaching out and coming to me with this or whatever. But, you know, there's so many ways to do this and you just have to find what works best with the dynamic of your workplace or your relationship if it's a relationship or friendship whatever it is and you have to think of what you feel most comfortable with with saying at the end of the day and ultimately you know it's your life to live it's your relationship and friendship it's your career so why would you want to put the power and responsibility of advocating for yourself in the hands of another person and I think Every time I ask myself that, it makes me want to stand up for myself even more because I'm like, if I truly want my life and everything in my life to align with my values and align with me and ultimately my goals, why would I like put something as big as advocating for myself in the hands of another person? Like putting that responsibility on someone else, just one isn't really like, I don't want to say fair, but I mean, it really isn't. And you can't expect someone else to do that for you. And yes, it helps at times to have someone else advocate on behalf of you. And I'm not saying you shouldn't advocate for others because that's actually very important to advocate for other people. It's more so about you need to know how to advocate for yourself first effectively before you can effectively do so for others. Um, And you know, it's just not a long-term solution or something you can rely on to count on other people to be there for you to, like, save the day and, like, stand up for you in situations where you're too scared to stand up for yourself. And you'll continue compromising your own values for the sake of aligning to someone else's if you don't learn how to be an advocate for advocate for yourself and your own values and honor your own boundaries. 
And it's just something that I think takes a lot of time to learn and figure out. But when I had that realization of like, oh my gosh, like if I feel like a lot of us just struggle with that like workplace confidence and especially being so new in our careers that we just feel like we just can't really be an advocate for ourselves. And when I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, you just really need to like know your why at the end of the day and your why is like your values so that then you can you know set your boundaries to protect those values because I do know people that I work with that I started with and they're really good about like you know setting their boundaries if someone comes to them on like the weekend and is like hey can you you know do this for me before the end of tomorrow and it's like a Saturday night there and you know I know people who will very proudly and like firmly say you know like look, Sundays are my one day with family. I'm, I can't do that tomorrow, but I will absolutely get to it first thing Monday and that kind of thing. And I mean, I am not the type of person that's that way. And maybe like once I have a family and stuff, I will be, but I've just struggled with that. I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll do anything. Like, cause I don't want you to hate me. I don't want you to be upset with me. So I will say yes to anything, no matter if it's, you know, whatever. But I, have been forced like I've been in situations now where like I've truly had to say no because I just genuinely cannot say yes to anything else um so now that I've like actually exercised the muscle of saying no a few times I'm able to see like wow that I'm you know see hey like I'm really proud of myself because I like stood up for myself and I said no to this because you know maybe this one person always comes to me and is wanting, is like scrambling for someone to help. And I've always been that person that they can go to, but I'm slammed this week. And there's, if I do this, it's going to be at the expense of, you know, me getting enough sleep to even function the next day. So like, I just don't need to say yes to this because who knows how long it's going to take and like whatever, or if it's going to turn into even more work. Cause that's ten- what tends to happen a lot at work. You know, like someone comes to you for something and it ends up being this like trailing thing where they, it carries on and carries out for a lot longer than that one time you agreed to help them. And that's what the issue is for me is I've said yes to a lot of things and it's turned into like, oh, you're actually, I'm actually now helping with this for weeks and weeks on end. And I'm, it's taking away from me being able to like focus on actually learning what I'm working on or focus on providing like the best quality work I can for other things because I'm having to spread myself too thin. So um, once I've like said no a few times, now I feel more comfortable doing so, but I want to get to the point where I can say it confidently without like the hesitation and the nearly having a panic attack because I'm so scared of the person being upset with me. And I think that the way to do that is to, like I said, remember that it can be baby steps and it doesn't have to be this 180 going from yes to no. And each time I like remember my values at the end of the day and I set and honor my boundaries like those are the three things that like really help at the end of the day when it comes to advocating for yourself especially if you're someone who just doesn't feel like you have the authority to do so or feels like you just don't have the confidence to stand up for yourself so I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and I hope it was helpful for y'all um I know that it's something like I said that I struggle with a lot and um it's something I definitely don't have down like I sat I just sat here and told y'all all about this that doesn't mean I'm an expert on it I'm just saying like this is what I've learned so far and it's what I'm trying to work on you know moving forward when I have when I'm presented with these situations where I need to say no or you know stand up for myself so I hope y'all enjoyed this episode be sure to follow in bloom podcast on instagram it's just at in bloom podcast and follow me on instagram if you want to it's always in the show notes as well 
And if you want more content from me, from me, I typically upload it on Wednesdays on YouTube and you can follow me on any of my other social media and join the Emblem Podcast Facebook group. And I will talk to y'all next week.